I mean, yeah. folks, we're here. It's it, this is this is session zero of Descent into Avernus. Uh, I hope everybody is takes a look at this sweet overlay. Chris made it. So. <laughs> I did not. Chris made it. <laughs> Who do we blame? Um, no, it's gonna be fun. So we got we got this. We got a battle overlay. We're we're ready to rock and roll. Um, but before we get into anything really exciting, there's a couple things that we got to go over. So this is a Roll Twenty sponsored game. Um, if you haven't yet, this is pretty much every game that we play on. Even the Star Wars Five E that we play on is on Roll Twenty. It is great, and they're always improving. So there's there's you know always room for improvement, but overall, it's what I've been playing for the past five years, and I love it. So. Anyways, so this is how we roll, roll 20. Uh, be sure to go go check it out. I mean, there's like 80 billion users, I think. How many million was it, Chris? <laughs> there are over 5 million users. 5 million. Uh, Roll20.net. Uh, Roll20.net. This is how we roll. Yeah. Um, we're also sponsored by Skull Splitter Dice. If you are in the need of some new dice, everybody has some math rocks that they need. Um, they're coming out with new stuff every single week. You can get these hot subscription packs where they send it to you weekly. I mean, who doesn't need a room full of dice? No one I want to talk to. Looking at right, yeah, exactly. Thanks, Wolf. No one They're I want to talk to. Oh, you don't own at least one D twenty? I gotta go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the that's my pickup line. How many D twenties you got? Right. None. Get out. Bye. Um, kidding. I'm married. <laughs> If you want to go over to Skull Splitter Dice, go ahead and uh, use promo code FEATHERFALL and get 10% off that order. Also, found familiar, <laughs> found familiar Coffee, you can go to foundfamiliar.com slash FEATHERFALL get 10% off that order. We all need coffee in these uh, harrowing times, I think, is we're past trying and we're into harrowing. If you are ordering those for Christmas, please get them in soon because they have seen a huge surplus of orders. And they ask for a couple weeks. So please get that in now if you are going to order for friends or family or just get yourself a Christmas present. Foundfamiliar.com slash Featherfall. 10% off that order. So those are our sponsors. Schedule real quick. So this will be replacing our Wild Mount game that just wrapped up. If you haven't seen it, it's the finale is up on YouTube. Go check out Featherfall YouTube. But that's Had all done. on the edge of my seat the whole time. Heck yeah. Um, and then we're here every Wednesday. Uh, we may be talking about that. It might be every other Wednesday. Uh, communication error, but we'll get it figured out. And then every other Saturday, we are playing the Gateway Wars with our own Harvey Barrel. And every other Sunday, this Sunday, will be Curse of Strahd. We are a session away from Strahd's it's castle. Close. It's close, man. The crescendo is about to start. Yeah. And... As, as Cranky said, we will be on the edge of our seats. Um, and then every other Monday will be Star Wars. So this last Monday was Star Wars, so it's a week away where the party, uh, they don't really know what they want to do. So they had an opportunity to work for the Huts. They decided that's a bad idea. Now they're in, in serious shit with the Imperials, and their only out is the Rebel Alliance. So come check us out for every other Monday for that. We do some pop-up streams, so if you want to come uh, banter with us about Tasha's uh, Cauldron of Everything, it was our last topic. We did the character origins, and we just uh, we took some fan requests or some Twitch chat requests to look at other stuff and talk about it. So it's a good time. Join our Discord. Uh, use the exclamation point Discord in chat for that, and uh, come hang out with us. We're, we're like the meme emporium of the internet, I think. Um, so we, yeah. we sh- I, I think I'm guilty. Of <laughs> I think there's three just for memes. One or two. Of those yeah. Memes. Yeah, one or two. Just one or two. Um, but yeah, come hang out with us in Discord. We're chatting all the time. I think that's all. So we are, again, we said this at the start, but we're here for session zero of Descent into Avernus. So the first thing we're going to do, you guys see some new faces. Um, we're going to go around the table and let everybody introduce themselves, not the players yet. So just introduce you, who you are, and how people can come find you if you want to be found. If not, just who you are. What you know? What brought you here? So we'll start. 
Let's start with Chris. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to skip Chris and I because everybody knows who we are. Nobody cares about us. We're going to start I with... Know. Who are you? Yeah, the, who, wait, who are you guys what? again? <laughs> the okay, very well, own we're... Robo. Oh, you me. probably seen Robo in the chat. He's the Robo Raygun. He has been <laughs> promoted to moderator status. Um, mm -hmm. And he's, you know, first in order on the on the screen. Uh, yeah. Uh, my name is Robo uh, online. Um, I go by he, him. Um, I don't really do anything, but uh, it's Robo Raygun on all social medias if you want to find me. Um, but I primarily just stream here. or I'm with these guys, so that's about it. I don't have anything else. Heck yeah. Um, and Wolf. Um, Wolfskin75. Uh, Wolfskin I'm on the Featherfall Discord channel. Um, on Discord, I'm Wolfskin, pretty much every social media, I am Wolfskin75. Um, I'm mostly found on Featherfall's mm -hmm. Discord, causing trouble. No, I'm not causing trouble. Um, and every once in a while, I'll actually get into something, and then it's Wolfskin75. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, what he gets into is cookie jar. It's his hand slapped. Um, anyways, next on our list. That's why I don't have any cookies. <laughs> next on our list is Cranky Old Mage. That's right. I am Cranky Old Mage. You can find me on Twitter at Cranky Old Mage. I'm also frequently in the <coughs> Discord under the same name. And that's it for me. Roll for laughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was Kant's Con's job. He's the okay, I'll, we'll, we'll oh, save yeah. it. We'll, we'll save it. Uh, last but not least. The very own, the one and only, I think. Me! What's up, everybody? I am Confound It. On Twitter, I am the Confound It. And I wasn't going to say anything about it, but since, you know, they kind of alluded to it, Cranky and I have this thing going, um, Roll for Laughter. It's another um, TTRPG group. Uh, we're just kicking it off. That's all I have to share about that right now, but I will have more to share later. Uh, other than wise, I'm just really the happy to be here and finally getting into a long game with all these awesome folks from Featherfall Tabletop. Hell yeah, man. It's, it's been uh, two been one shots. A, been a long time coming. Like uh, two, three one shots, the charity thing back at the beginning of COVID. That was, a, that was a lot of fun for a lot of good reasons. Glad to be here. Thank you all for making it happen. Yeah, no, glad to have everybody here. Um, you know, you know, Chris and I, we don't have to go into ourselves, but I will be the DM of this. Um, Chris will be supporting cast. But with what Khan just said, there's it, it just the reminded other guy me. again. <laughs> He's here. He's just always a bridesmaid. Never the bride. If you are interested in playing in some one shots, probably for a good cause, DM me on Discord. Uh, you can find me as Billy Zed in there. We are going to try and get into the Roll20 charity events that they have going. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. If you're interested, DM me and I will get you listed. There's no, it's not certain what, what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to, you know, if we'll be selected or whatever. But uh, it'll be good to get players started and going. So, okay. I'm always down to rolling dice for a good cause. Good cause. So Hell if you ever... Yeah. Need yeah. a spot filled? Let me know. Hell yeah. So, that's introductions. Let's get into the session zero. So, this is for everybody out there who's watching maybe the first time. If you have not done a session zero, please do one with your groups. If you are new to DMing, please do one with your groups. If you are a new player, please request one for your groups. I, I will say some of the good things that, that Wizards of the Coast has realized is that this is an area that is sorely lacking in a lot of groups. They added Session Zero material to Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Oh. So if you're interested in how to run one, that's great. Khan, you shared a, an amazing um, new player Session Zero new group uh, document. So that can be found. I think you got it on DMs Guild. Uh. I actually got it from itch.io. They were doing a thing um, Thanksgiving Day where the creators were getting 100% of the money that itch got. So they got all their money plus itch's money. So I got it there, but it is available on DMs Guild also, I found the other day. Nice. But yeah, yeah it, it, it is it is a quick... It's like a one-shot, but for new groups. 
to test your characters. It's something that doesn't really have impact in the game, but teaches you how to play your characters. So in, in games like these Wizards of the Coast modules, it's already set up like that because we all started at level one. But if you're new, please, 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 please research what a session zero is and do it. Um, I can't stress this enough. It really gives you the expectations you need before you get halfway into a campaign and you're like, I'm really not having a good time. This isn't for me. Um, okay. So our session zeros, we run it a little bit differently. We've done this a few times. We're going to get to know the characters a little bit. So I think everybody here um, is an experienced player, so we don't have to go over what D&D is. But everybody here is is played a few times and understands the game. So we're going to just go ahead and skip what D&D is and go directly into the character choices. So we're going to go reverse order of what we just did for introductions. And we're going to ask you, tell me about your characters, backgrounds, and beginnings. So we're going to start with Khan. Khan, tell me a little bit about No Pain. Oh, I love being put on the spot. It's awesome. <laughs> you got a guinea pig. Uh, basically, No Pain is a kind of a loner. Um, I wouldn't say there was really a whole lot of troubled past, but it's a past. It's not the typical D&D &D arc where their parents uh, threw them out and everything, but there was definitely more of a, I'll call it a coming of age turmoil that No Pain had to struggle with within, within themselves that brought them to a point where they just kind of recluded into their own books and studies and um, found a deity, Lyra, whom she showed no pain, the ways of the trickster and practical jokes kind of became the way that they communicated with other people. Um, besides the little jokes, they could often be found wrapped up inside of a book in their studies into the arcane and the undead, but mostly the undead in a um, quest to gain knowledge because that's truly where they found peace and knowing and understanding and whether that was a reflection to their own not knowing and that mental journey to find it, that's where they found themselves. I love it. I love it. So, same question for you, Cranky. Well, uh, comfort, uh, uh, unlike no pain, did have the angsty home life and, and left his family behind, changing his name. That's why he goes by comfort now, not his original family name. Um, and set up shop as a barber uh, in a shop called the Coxcomb. <laughs> Love it. Sorry. Uh, and uh, it was, was, was living his life until... Uh, he, he uh, ran afoul of a, a noble, a spoiled, shitty noble. <laughs> you know that type. The worst. And 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 is now, uh, well, on this adventure. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Um, Wolf, tell me about per now. Help. Paylor. Paylor. Okay. Paylor. Um. So Paylor is Paylor grew up in this village in the deep woods. I had him in the high forest. Um. All he's known is this village. Um, he knows society and civilization exists, but why why have it when you have a great village? Um, there was there's no families per se, so there's no like married couples. Everyone just kind of raises the kids, um, and they teach him the ways of the village. And he was picked um, not because he was the strongest, but he was he was really smart. Um, so they kind of moved him in, trained him to be a priest of the village. And one of the things that he does is um they they sent him kind of on a on a journey like find this other moon temple and um as far as he knows that's where he's going um so as he's kind of a, as he leaves the village which he loves to death he um he actually had a drow woman um teach him about alestri um who he worships kind of in secret because he's not supposed to have one deity that he worships um but uh as when he was leaving the village he turns around, the village is gone, disappear, um, and he assumes that he'll get back, but he's not sure. So that's where that's what my character is about. And is that enough? Don't I <laughs> Did I do it right, guys? Uh, no, yeah. great. Um, thank you, Paylor. Paylor. 
Paylor. Yeah. yeah. And I make a note. Yeah, me too. Paylor. Um, okay. As I start my notebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Robo, tell me about Tinker. Okay. Um, I'm playing uh, Tianya Xanthian, who goes by Tinker. Um, she is the only daughter of the famous uh, Xanthian steelmakers. Um, they're both blacksmiths. Um, and so uh, she grew up kind of well-to-do. Um, her mom kind of wanted her to be more like a bell at the ball, you know, like tease and a high society. Um, but she was a lot more um, gruff and preferred kind of like the blacksmith and her dad's side of the family. Um, and the Xanthians uh, kind of, um, what's the word? They specialize in like magical weapons and armor and that kind of stuff. Um, and so uh, she's actually an artificer. Um, and I think at the point of the story, she's trying to make it out on her own uh, so that she's not relying on her family's name. Uh, that's why she goes by the name Tinker. Um, but uh, she found out that it's really hard <laughs> to do that. And she's kind of poor uh, at the beginning of the um, campaign. So she's trying to make ends meet by um, trying to figure out where she can sell her kind of magical items and weapons. Um, the only other thing is uh, she, I think... Prefer she's kind of awkward around uh, other humanoids sometimes, and so she has a, a pet little mini dragon and a little wolf uh, robot that she's built. Because uh, I think sometimes she maybe um, like she can relate to these kind of mechanical things that she builds more than uh, people. So we're going to be friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. And last for the questions, uh, Olo. Oh hey, oh. hey everybody. Hey. Uh, I am playing Olo Tango. Uh, Tortle. First Tortle. Um, so a lot of Olo's background is unknown to him because he was struck by lightning and uh, has amnesia and forgot a lot of his background. But you all can know that. He was born uh, on the muddy banks of the river Olung in, uh, outside the monastery in uh, Kursabal on Cholt. Happy to go back to Cholt a little bit, uh, doing some research here. Um, he grew up in a total community, um, mostly of like healers and shamans, kind of creating uh, salves and little tinctures to sail, to sell, to uh, curse of all mostly. But every now and then there was some uh, bigger shipments I would go out to some of the other uh, port cities and forts around Cholt. He's the oldest of, of the clutch. There were eight children, um, but six of them survived. And Olo hatched first, uh, so he's the oldest. Uh, followed by four sisters and a brother. Um, and when he was 16 years old, he went to Port Castiglier in uh, Cholt. And that's when kind of things changed for him. Uh, struck by lightning and, uh, yeah, kind of uh, a new path emerged for him. And that's kind of, we'll get into that, I think, later with some of the questions. But, um, yeah, so that's that's Olo. Yeah, and, and I will say, we should have a lot of room to explore like the, the nuances of each each person's character and divulge like the elevator pitch of your character um <laughs> if you have some stuff that you really <laughs> it's 66 times that's right thank you <laughs> um so the elevator pitch i think is best we'll, we'll bring out some of this stuff um i i do try very hard to work within your backgrounds i do try very hard to bring in some fun stuff um, perfect example was, you know, speaking of Cholt was, uh, <laughs> Binx's, he was from an orphanage. Um, and so I brought in some of his background from that orphanage, which was, you know, plays into it really brings those emotional hooks. Um, all right. So next question, and we'll go reverse order, um, with, character or class and race so chris you did already say that olo is a turtle what is your what is your class all right uh olo is yeah like i said he's a turtle um i initially made Tor olo to be uh, a barbarian of the beast i can't remember what it's called but it came out in tasha's cauldron the beast but i just looking through it i just didn't wasn't feeling it so last minute change uh olo is a rune knight a fighter uh, subclass rune knight so um i played a rune knight in a one shot but we were level one so <laughs> you weren't actually in the so you're, uh, you're just, a you're just <laughs> into a the subclass yet so uh yeah but uh yeah so uh rune knight and i'm and tasha's came out at the right time because all the updated um unearthed arcana is in there so excited to see what i can do there i think the play tested unearthed arcana is in there is better to say <laughs> 
Because sure. they didn't they didn't update too much. Um, except they nerfed Cranky. <laughs> I know a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, Cranky. Yeah. Well, Cr- Cranky's OP anyway. He needs nerfing. <laughs> as long as he's got yeah, he Fireball, got... we're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Got brought down to our level. That's... <laughs> <laughs> fireball, yeah. All right. So next, uh, Robo. Oh me. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tinker is uh, actually, um, well, technically, for the story, she's a blacksmith, but um, I made it so that her, her parents um, are both human, and her mom did the magical side, kind of, like in the like the enchanting, and her dad's kind of the more quiet blacksmith in the forge. Um, and so I'm playing, officially, a, an artificer. Um, and, yeah, she's human. And, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go towards uh, Battlesmith. Um, I haven't, I mean, I have to pick at three, so there's time. Um, but I like it too because um, it kind of feels like as she's leveling up, she's gonna get better and better. And then at level three, she has you know she's the battlesmith because um, I think um, she's gonna be testing out different weapons and kind of stuff during the first part of the storyline. And then like uh, to match with uh, the leveling up to battlesmith, she's gonna have like kind of mastered or have uh, perfected some of her stuff. Love it. So Love yeah. It. Um, Wolf, what's Paylor? Um, Paylor is a half half elf druid. Ooh, that'll be fun in hell. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, as I've said, I'm stepping away from my comfort zone. So this is my first. And we will be there character. with you the entire way. I will yeah. hold your hand through this endeavor. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, cranky. Well, as you can tell by the horns, I'm playing a gnome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, horny gnome. <laughs> horny gnome. Oh, I'm writing that down. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> what did I do? Uh, no. Um, uh, I'm playing a tiefling. Comfort is a tiefling. Uh, sorcerer. Aberrant mind sorcerer. New, new, new in Natasha's. Uh, so a lot of uh, psychic uh, type spells as I level. Love it. And, you know, I already have a, an ability to... Uh, connect with someone's mind and speak with them telepathically <laughs> um and con. mostly i do that to harass no pain oh that's true. <laughs> he's not wrong that's true uh con uh tiefling car- cleric of the um trickster domain Ooh, that'll be fun so mm-hmm. quite the array of people also flesh myth i know how to play a druid <laughs> The wildfire druid is not a druid. It is a burn you to the ground spellcaster. Yeah. And for dangerous, F A dangerous. Thanks for the follow. Appreciate it. Okay. Cantrip candles. Oh, that's hot. Not sponsored. No. Not not a sponsor. We're gonna skip the next one because I think just in the time that we're at, it, we don't want to talk politics anymore. So we're gonna skip the next one and we're gonna go reverse order again. So starting with Wolf. Unless somebody really, really wants to answer it, I had a pretty good. All right, okay. Like, I sp- I spent some time on that question, and it kind of it explains a little bit. Okay, uh, so I'll, I, mean, I will. Yes, if you have a if you have a <laughs> a, a really in depth answer and you spend time on it, I, I don't want to take that away. So yeah, I'll let you go. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. So the question is, what are your political or religious views? Um, I don't have any. That was it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um. So not knowing my beginnings and kind of like a uh, total life, I was not, from what I can remember, I was not raised by total. So I had uh, some new, some different, you know, kind of avenues of information coming at me. I got into giant language and lore. So I have a mild understanding and liking to Anum, the Allfather. Uh, he's the greater god of magic, fertility, and learning philosophy Ooh. of the, uh, the giant um, persuasion there. So... It's kind of different for a turtle, um, but I do have, when I was hit by lightning, I do have, and I think this led me to studying giant, was I have um, uh, runes that line the outside of my my, tur- my shell that um, oh, are like in that. giant, and I could not read them, so I studied and then kind of, you know, took a liking to. So um, religious views would be, you know, on them. The All Father. No, no real political. Views, I, but I, I didn't have this as a question for you all. What color is your bandana, Olo? <laughs> no, no. Um, ah. What 
he's he wears a lot of uh, like a darker blues. <laughs> he's a Leonardo. Uh, so he's a Leonardo. Hmm. He's a yeah, Leonardo, Leonardo you'd, say. <laughs> you'd say. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, okay, so the next the next question that we have prepped that will go reverse order, starting with Khan. Describe No Pain's childhood. As, and again, I, I want it to be as much or as little as you want to share with the party and with you know the audience because you know some some secrecy is also good oh yeah no they're they're secrets um it was very much not their own it was um a lot of pressure from the parents to do certain things be a certain way a lot of potential that was tried to be lived through vicariously by others which drove no pain into you know um their own little world, their own little shell, where they found themselves in books and studies and religion. Nice. Love it. Uh, Cranky. Uh, Comfort would uh, describe his uh, childhood as miserable. It was full of responsibility and duty and learning to how to be proper and behave and um... And also being a bit of an outsider as his, because of a family secret, he's the only tiefling. His parents and his siblings are human. Um, So that's why at the earliest opportunity, he left. Makes sense. Okay. Wolf, tell me about Paylor's Um, childhood. As I kind of said earlier, like he, he grew up in a small village and the entire village kind of took turns watching the kids, raising the kids, you know, distilling knowledge. You know, he, he loves it. He doesn't understand why people would want to live in a house when they can live under a tree and just have, you know, have a blast outside in the woods. The villages, the, the villagers are very accepting. So he's very accepting of people like people come on their own terms. People would come into the village and then they'd be a part of it. But once they decide to leave this life, they, it, they can never find their way back to the village. And he knows that. Um, so he was like, why leave? Like this place is the best. Like, why would you want to leave? And so his childhood, there was always someone, there was always someone there watching out for him. There was always someone there teaching him, you know, now he, now he has elevated, he's been elevated to a point where now he's kind of like becoming something else. Um, and you know, kind of like he's, he's an older, he's like 25, but he kind of like this kind of been his same life day to day, day to day. And now something's changed and he's not kind of, uh, not kind of digging it. That's fair. Robo, tell me about Tinker's childhood. I think uh, Tinker grew up actually uh, pretty privileged. Um, I want to say she came from a well-to-do family. Um, the blacksmith was kind of uh, popular. And so I, I want to I think that she basically was a little bit naive when she first went out. Um, she, as she said, she grew up with all this stuff, and then she's finally on her own. And it's kind of like the, oh, how much is this bread? One gold? Here, here's ten gold. Like, I don't know how this works. Um, but she's not, you know, she's not dumb. But uh, I think... <laughs> Being out on her own, um, and I want to say she's been on her own for a little while. Uh, she's coming to terms with the fact that uh, maybe life's not so easy as she thought it might have been, kind of. Um, she definitely was a little more pampered, I want to say, growing up. And so um, it's kind of like uh, she's learning kind of life's lessons now and those things and um, kind of put food on the table for herself because um, it's really hard to sell stuff in um, the cities when you don't have a name and nobody knows kind of. You don't have a reputation kind of thing. So so I think that's uh, how uh, she was growing up. Love it. And Olo, I know you kind of touched on a little piece of your backstory, yeah. but... Yeah, so early childhood, like no clue. Um, but late teenage teenage years after I came to from uh, being knocked out, um, I w- was raised by Kualu, uh, a local glassblower in Port Castiglier on Cholt. And he, he kind of took me in, um, taught me the trade of glassblowing, so that's that's what I do to make my living, um, and that's really how I'm I got to Boulder's Gate, um, <clears throat> and we'll get into that I guess. Uh, but yeah, he he gave me uh, like a life and, and purpose, so that's kind of where I've been. So it's only been like six years, I think I'm 22 years old as a t- tortle, and so it's only been six years kind of making my name in Schult as this glass blower, selling a lot of uh, trinkets and stuff to. Um, the locals and a lot of the flaming fist guards that are that are uh, there and around. Um, but yeah, nice, love it. So, okay, um, 
I'm not going to explain my childhood. That might be a little weird. It doesn't fit within. Uh... <laughs> All right. So next question, reverse order. Uh, so starting with you, Olo. What haunts you? I'm not Ooh, going in order in Discord you're either. It, you're <laughs> moving it on me. Uh, what haunts me? Um, uh, Quelu's last words to me uh, kind of keep me up at night. Um, as I left Cholt traveling to Boulder's Gate, uh, he said something to me that uh, was very kind of mystic and kind of uh, out there. And I was like, oh, what the hell are you talking about, old man? Uh, he told me when all hope is lost, there will be a birth of a champion. And he said that you're going to be that champion. Hmm. And the look in his eyes was like he wasn't joking. He's he he maybe seen something in me that I don't quite understand and kind of imparted those words on me and leaving me, you know, it's like as I was leaving on the ship and not enough time to explain. So I feel like it kind of keeps me up on some nights. But also the runes on my shell, like the uh the giant runes. I don't know why they're there. Um That'd be fun. So it's like, I'm still trying to figure that out. So it's, you know, I lay, it doesn't really haunt me, but I lay awake a lot just trying to like, you know, connect the pieces and try to figure stuff out. Okay. I hope everybody's typing this so you can all use it against each other. I am typing actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm recording. I'm going to watch back and play back sound clips. Mm. I've got, I've got like my little soundboard set up and everything. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm. Well, I'm I can going share to... my document with everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna, that, okay, cool. I'm gonna. I'll give you my email address and listen okay. to it while I sleep, so I memorize it. Um, uh, a little D and D asthma. <laughs> um, okay, Robo, what haunts Tinker? Um, I think it's uh, gonna have to be failure, because <laughs> again, uh, I think uh, growing up, uh, Silver Spoon esque. Uh, everything kind of was given, um, and uh, I want to say she like excelled in her classes and her studies and all that kind of stuff. But um, this is the first time she's been out, and I think she's haunted by the idea of um, failing. Um, you know, kind of uh, what's that called? Not being good enough for her parents, kind of like uh, what's the word called? Um, Stop living up to your ambition. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Um, maybe uh, she's failing them. Exactly, and that um. She's not living up to the name that her family, you know, her family's uh, blacksmith has. So, okay, uh, Wolf, tell me about Paylors. On two different levels. First, the encroaching cities. He he he. It haunts him that it'll destroy the rest of the magic left in the world. Um, so when cities <laughs> expand and build and take down a forest, that's where the magic is found. And he's like, I mm. that it's terrible. And there's nothing he seems like when he's looking. Like they're all over the place. Like what's going on? Um, also, again, uh, like Robo, like his his he he's very certain that um, he's going to fail. He's going to fail everyone in the village, and he for some reason they put him up to this, and he, he has no idea what he's doing. So, okay, I mean that that'll work great in Baldur's Gate. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Cranky, what well, haunts comfort? Um, nothing. He's perfectly fine. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I think he, he, he feels a little guilt about, well, the fact that in order to get away from his family, he stole money from them in order to, you know, because he needed money to get by, but he, so he stole some and left. And and, and he may, uh, you know, feel a little bad about how he left. That's fair. Okay. And Khan, tell me about no pains. Uh, well, what haunts no pain is um, a little bit meta. It isn't yet known to no pain yet. Love it. But but it it's going to be good. <laughs> that means you don't know yet, huh? No, I do know. I, I, I do know. You and I have discussed it. Okay. Ooh, it's a mystery. You got to figure Ooh. it out now, Cranky. Yeah, no, my poor memory. <laughs> yeah. No, he's going to. As soon as we're done tonight, he's just going to scroll back through Discord. Yeah. The conversation. Mm -hmm. okay, when did we get in the campaign? Oh. oh. Yeah, that's okay. exactly what's going to happen. So, so no pain doesn't yet know what haunts them but they will they will <laughs> uh it's the dm styles no kidding um all right so con <laughs> say next question is to you okay i'm ready who is the most important person in your life and are they important now if not who is that most important person now uh it's uh no pain's father studious okay the struggle is real to 
find the acceptance. I hear you. Um, okay. Uh, Dig. <laughs> I think that's plaguing every single person. Yeah, I mean... Happy people don't adventure. <laughs> it's true. Right, no, they're, they're true. Uh, or only orphans and sad people. So. Right. Um, okay, Cranky. Same question. Uh-huh. Um, the, the, I think the most important person uh, that was in his life uh, that, that he has passed, um, and I didn't give him a name, um, but it was the guy, the, the, the barber who took in comfort and taught him how to be a barber. You know, he hired him. He gave him his first job. He says, you know, here, here, here's how you cut the hair and here's how you pop the boil. And that's what barbers did. <laughs> I'm not just a stylist. <laughs> I mean, honey, I'm good. But, like, <laughs> that's not all I do. So, Robo, I think you, you nailed the name of this team. <laughs> orphans yeah. and what, sad people. The boil? No, no, orphans and sad people. people. No, orphans and sad people. <laughs> that's the name of this group. <laughs> For, forever it be known. Orphans Cheer, and sad people. Cheers in the rain. <laughs> I, I, think no, I think no pain is more of emo. I think there's some underlying sadness, but it's definitely masked by... The um deeper the trickster the trickster side of it. Yes, it's layers yeah. of sadness. That's just sadness mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't know why. Right. Yeah. It's it. it's it's like a whole emo thing going on. It's de- it's mm-hmm. a definite mood. Yeah. Masked sadness. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh Paylor. Um the most important person in his life was a drow woman named Jasara Glowich which is the woman who basically taught him everything he knows about, again, Alessri, and um, kind of took him as a, as kind of helped him grow up. Um, she has passed due to incredible old age, and um, now he is completely rudderless. Like, she's gone. He's like, well, that's, that's that. Um, what do we do now? So, that's, so he's, he's without kind of a compass, so to speak, um, because this woman was everything to him. Absolutely everything to him. So. Uh, Robo. Um, I think uh, even though she's not going to admit it, her parents are the most important thing in her life. Um, she, she plays it like, uh, again, a teen kind of getting off like a God, mom, get dead. Like, why are you so like stuffy kind of? But uh, I think in the end, she cares about them the most. Um, I think immediately uh, while she's been living, uh, and so I, I placed her living in Baldur's Gate to help with the story. Um, I think immediately though uh, her two pets. So she has a, a little dragon named Gizmo, and then a uh, mechanical wolf named Bolt. And I think those two would probably be her her companions throughout the whole um, trip and through her life. And so in like in a town where she has like no friends, uh, these two two kind of robots are her um, her companions. Uh, Olo. Olo. You know, like Yolo, but. Don't we do got that. it. Don't do that ever okay. again. <laughs> no, I, won't. I won't do that again. Uh, the most important person in my life, I w- I'd love to say, you know, like my total family, but um, I have no recollection of who they are. So an important person is Quailu. Um, that's kind of holds a big spot in my heart just for, you know, taking me in and, and teaching me a skill. But lately it's... It's are important to Olo. <laughs> <laughs> but most important right now uh, is Liara Portier, uh, who is a Flaming Fist uh, guard, my, uh, you know, mercenary. Um, while in the port, she kind of took a liking to my work, like uh, my, my pretty little glass uh, trinkets and things. And so we kind of became fond of each other. Just, you know, um, we meet up every now and then. And... and She's really an ear for me to talk to, and I'm kind of excited. Like that's who I'm traveling with from Cholt to uh, Boulder's Gate. With um, we've kind of been conscripted into new work. Again? Liara Portier. Okay. Portier. L i a r a p o r t y r. So we're traveling to Boulder's Gate, and I, you know that's I assume we'll pick up. We're already there. So, but uh, yeah, she's kind of important to me right now. Okay. Last toughest question. <laughs> what is your favorite color? Do I get to start this one? I think at this point, just whoever wants to, go yeah. ahead. I mean, I could start. I go have ahead. it queued up. Um, my favorite color. 
Uh, it's sing a single color is hard to decide on, uh, being the a glass blower. Like I work with many colors, but there is. <laughs> That's um, not there the, is that's not the question. One single yeah. color. <laughs> I'm getting there. It's being difficult. <laughs> I said it's hard to decide. Transparent. Here it comes. No. Most. <laughs> my favorite comes from this obsidian-like sand uh, found on Cholt that would be melted down, in, and when you would make it into things and kind of like expand it, like change the the chemical properties of it, and you put it into a piece of art. Uh, it has black and like silver swirls in there, but then it also has this blue that uh, kind of strikes its way through there that just looks like uh, there's so much depth there. So I would say that blue color that only comes out from the changing of the the, the glass itself or of the sand uh, pieces itself. Uh, it's, it's just this deep this deep blue that just goes on and on forever. Hmm. So that's my favorite color. Single okay. color. I would have to say uh, my answer sucks compared to that. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> you just got wrecked by chat, by the way. Yeah. So blue. <laughs> oh no. Um, uh, amber, the color of honey. He loves honey. Favorite color. Come through um, this teal. Teal. Right I think I'm door. gonna. Just yeah. So uh, <laughs> now I feel like I have to make it be more important. Um, no, I'm gonna go with. Just, just say a color. The orange glow of her father's uh, blacksmith's fire <laughs> that, that radiates from home. So there, orange is going to be the color. But it's only when he uses a special kind of wood found in the... Right. Hey, I stopped. I, I stopped. I didn't get into the... Yeah, anyway. But no, or, I was going to go with orange was the color anyway, so it's orange. But yeah, how about we say it's because of the fire, like the hearth kind of. So, in con, your what is No Pain's favorite color? Well, see, there was this fully illustrated book. <laughs> <laughs> and there was this the giant ooze, complete with a stat block and the chartreuse color just caught their eye. And ever since then, it's chartreuse. just chartreuse, just what? like a green ooze. It's chartreuse of an ooze. Yep. A, a fully illustrated monster manual just right there in the annals annals of history <laughs> no, um, no oh and okay never mind i'm good yeah annals this isn't featherfall after dark robo <laughs> that's the after after like uh, you got uh, um, subscribers only later. like after subscribe <laughs> our, if you want to get into that it's our no, only only fans uh, <laughs> i was going to say it's the, it's the feather fans <laughs> That's a whole. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. That's a genre in itself. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a whole other thing. Um, no, I I appreciate it, Chris. I was just giving you a hard time. Yeah, um, sorry, Chris. But yeah, this fine, is this fine. is why we do a session zero. So when Chris feels attacked, he can he can know understand the expectations of the campaign. And he understands right. it's going to happen, so he's going to be attacked every episode. I'm just going to edit out all the attacks. <laughs> oh, that's right. You do all the videos. So, so I'll just throw I this out kidding. there also. I, too, know how to edit and am fully equipped to do so. <laughs> so it's going to be two hours of Chris crying. Yes. Oh. Hey, Robo. Probably. Thanks for gifting a sub to Whoa. Xander. Hey, oh. hey Xander. Yeah, I really like Welcome. that burn. Yeah, that I was, like that uh, the yeah. sick blue burn. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, whoa, also, I have these? a confession. Um, Xander's uh, one of my players in my in my DM campaign, so I was like, oh shoot. Uh, yeah. So hey, I, Xander, hey, welcome. Xander. Yeah, welcome. but that's why. Um, he likes. Look at that <laughs> little. Look at that cute little goblin Xander has next to his name. Yeah, look at that. <clears throat> I mean, it's no Albert, but man, what are all these cool emotes? Did I get one? I didn't get one. That mud face? <laughs> yeah. Crag mud face, yeah. Crag I don't even face. know what happened to him. I'm pretty sure he died. <laughs> he didn't yeah. make it into I, the final. I'd be surprised if he was still alive. He ran away. He ran away. He was scared. He's going to show um, up in Baldur's Gate. Okay, so those are those are all of the player questions. There's one more, but we'll, we'll get to that one. I think at the very end of, of Session Zero. So a couple things about me as a DM. I really try... I will always rule on the side of the player for the most part. I mean, if it's like really ridiculous, probably not going to happen. 
But the rule of cool is at this table and whatever the player's handbook says, I really don't care. Um, if we decide as it's a cool idea, that's great. Um, we'll stick to the player's handbook as much as possible. But in, in the moment, we're just going to do it on the fly. Um, and also, if if there's a point where we don't know the rule, or I'm, we're all pretty experienced here, so we all understand it, um, we'll just kind of rule at the table. If we come back and figure out, wow, that really wasn't in any way what was supposed to happen, we'll talk about it off stream and uh, you know, adjust for the future. So... I am not player or DM versus player ever. Um, I will give you challenging combat. Uh, I am competitive in combat, but I will never just outright kill the party because that's not fun. Um, I do make my combats. I try to make them pretty hard because I think it leads to a more edge of your seat type of uh, moment for the players. Um, this is obviously being streamed. So if you are a player, we do have a battle map uh, overlay, and it will show the GM view in Roll20. So I do ask that you don't cheat, <laughs> don't metagame, yeah. don't, don't, you can look at it and see it, that's fine, I don't care. Just don't use it to your advantage and, um, you know, cheat. I will say, metagaming, uh, we had this long <laughs> diatribe yeah, in Discord about it. Uh, Flash, if you're in the chat, I, I understand what you said. I don't metagame. Um, which his response would be, if you're not metagaming, you're actively metagaming to not metagame. So, <laughs> um, I, I don't apologize for bringing that up, by the way. I'm no, I, I, well, I, no, don't apologize. That was a fun discussion, actually. I will I mean, say... It, I, I don't know. I didn't have a whole lot of fun reading it later. I was just like, God, can I just get to the memes? <laughs> I come for the memes and y'all are talking serious. What the, it's a, well, when did this get serious? I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't tolerate metagaming. I'm not going to like kick you out. If, it, if it's a problem, we will talk about it. Um, but if you are a character in a different scene or a different area... You do not know what's happening in the other scene. You, mm -hmm. If you start to make choices that would you, you wouldn't do unless you knew the scenarios, that's when I have a problem. Um, I don't have a problem if we're fighting a troll and you use fire instead of whatever, right? It, it, it is what it is. We all kind of know the characters. We're all experienced players. So I expect you to have some kind of knowledge, even if you are, you know, metagaming to that extent. Um, troll upcoming. <laughs> I was gonna say, are we fighting? I don't know if there's any trolls in hell, so we will find hell out. Hell trolls? Them. That sounds horrible. Uh, hell trolls are a thing. So I will also be doing milestone level ups, so we will not be tracking experience. So don't worry about that. I also okay. do not track uh, supplies. I do not track components. I do not track arrows. I do not track rations. I don't okay. care. It, it is. Um, if you if you feel like you want to, I know in the Curse of Strahd game, Chris, you don't track it either, but I know some of the players really like to. So if you guys want to, that's fine. I 100% support the ability to roleplay getting a diamond and using it to cast a spell. I love it, but I will not track it. Um, I will track somatic versus verbal components. So if your hands are tied and your mouth is whatever, we'll have a discussion about it in-game, but that will be a... Uh, how many points to summon trolls? 10,000. So if you're close... Um, oh, Fleshmith might have 10,000 points. I don't trust that number. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could see who has the points because somebody came in that I don't ever see them chat, but they had like... They dropped like four rerolls. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> what the hell? Um, anyways. So I, I'm pretty lenient dm i try to make it as mu much fun as possible um i will be honest i'm about a 70 percent role play 30 percent uh combat so it'll be about a, a session of role play and then a session of combat is usually how it falls to be um modules i do stick to the module we are playing descent into avernus so if there's combat there's combat if not i really love to enhance role play um 18k Damn. 
I will also say um, I will change some combat. So there are times where in Tomb of Annihilation I change the combat with nine nails or nine hammers, whatever that sniper's name was, to just be more fluid and and just be open. So we'll, we'll change some of that. Bag, bag of, of nails. Bag of nails. That's what it was. It was. Bag, yeah. bag of nine hammers. Wolf, you have 18.4k. So y'all could summon some trolls if you want. Level one. I mean... So my new character's gonna be... <laughs> um, if your character a dies... Gnome. A horny gnome. If your character dies, they're dead. Um... You're, we're going into hell, so I would I would recommend Wizards of the Coast. They do have a pretty strong. Uh, they have some insta kill stuff. I haven't read all the way through this one, but knowing from Tomb of Annihilation, knowing from Dragon Heist, there are things that will uh, insta kill. So be do have a character backup ready. Um, do you do you any of you have any questions about my DMing style? Or questions about the campaign that I can answer? Not now. Nope. Yeah, I think I've, we've seen you DM I, before, I, so yeah. I, I got an idea. Yeah. I was going to say, I've watched you enough that I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I get it. I get how he works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm the worst. Um, but I, I, I do try Good to friend. maximize fun for everybody. Um, if, there, if there is somebody that is in, in, inhibiting everybody from having fun, I'll have a conversation. We'll talk about it, and we'll make it. We'll make it as as good as possible. Um, I I know everybody here. I don't expect that to be a problem. So I think everybody will be on the up and up, and we'll we'll be able to complete this campaign pretty easily. <coughs> so a couple things that so uh, we'll cut here for YouTube. <laughs> this that's our session zero officially. Just cut it here. Um, the freeze frame. <laughs> 